0: Trigger happy, see the red on the soil Vexed and enraged On my inside, they boil Only cop cup I can vouch for is CPU wakili The rest will show you pepper They are layers of chili You they young, you get car, You they feel yourself a bee Them go tax you, them go rob you Them go frame you up, you see? Mm-hmm. Officer of the law, but on duty You they blow grass Young boys know they save Now your duty to they harass Police turning bankers Them get POS, pure trust. R.I.P. call collar like day It is time to enter us hello people once again we're doing to do a part two coming from the office of the damn law of what we did a part one for um continuation of our little series of the effect of colonialism in africa and also we learned about this from the org. Big shout out to those that uh, have been subscribing to my YouTube channel, even though I'm not live or, you know, doing any uploads because I've been banned for like a week. And uh, this is my second time doing a recording, you know, with uh, the podcast, the Anchor FM podcast. And I know you guys can hear me uh, loud and clear because I can see anytime I speak, I see the... uh, little little what they call in you know, the equalizer it's more like in the waveform so that means you can hear my voice on this so i sent um uh, invitations to those some of my uh friends you know on the uh, discord if they want to hear because i do you know apart from youtube I could do a podcast. I could record myself and upload on a blog. I could do a lot of stuff. So no matter how YouTube does, I'm not just a YouTube YouTube. I could uh, go anywhere. So I'm looking in the future that I may go live on TikTok once, you know, I'm able to go live on the TikTok. Also, I just Hope in the future that uh, blackjunction.com and blackjunction.tv can, uh, you know, start enabling for like, uh no, a live like YouTube. So let's see. I'm just trying to send some messages here. So, yeah, it's uh, Sunday evening. On oh, Sunday night, it is eleven zero three p.m. here in Canada, Calgary precisely. And I'm yet to do a part two of the effect of colonization. I am uh, doing this recording directly from my phone, so there's a very big chance that I'll be speaking more than thirty minutes. Yeah, a very big chance. So let's see here. I'm just trying to check. um, Anchor on my Google Pixel. Pixel book, sorry. So let's see here. I did, uh, I started the part one. Let's see here. Let me check the episode. So let's see podcasting is good anyway because this one has been you know it can be heard by through six different kinds like i stated yesterday so it's you know we're going to do the part two of the effects of colonialism on african past and present and we did a part one yesterday so today we are going to do a part two. Oh yeah so so far it has played like twice the part one has played like twice today definitely and uh you know i hope people get the message and today we're gonna do a part two a continuation because part one i was just doing the recording on my google pixel book and it gave me a maximum of 30 minutes so today is a likely chance that i would talk above 30 minutes today so let's just give Let's see here, let me see what some of the invitees I sent the link to. Let's see here. Okay. Alright. Anchor FM to be good. Since YouTube is YouTube is fighting us, we will keep we we'll keep putting it out there. I still, you know, I have a channel. I have um, a website com. So I put. I've been putting a lot of information there. Let's see here. Oh, okay, let me try and send another link. To let's see, let me see if this link is even working anyway. Let's yes, try. Let me put it here. Let's see. This thing is working, working. Oh, okay. That's funny. Ah. <clears throat> hmm. I'm just trying to see what's good. All right. Hmm. Let's see. I'm just trying to type this message. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let me see if I can send. Uh, Okay. All right. Let's see if I can send the link to people. Okay, record is in process. Uh, Let's see here. This is strange. Why is he saying that it can't? uh, I was thinking that you can invite people to join this. Well, let's see. Okay, Uh, okay, let's see what's going on here. All right, let's see what's going on here. Okay, 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 okay. Huh. That's strange. Wow. All right. Let's see if we'll still continue with this. (laughs) All right, let's go on. So let's uh, let's continue from where we stopped. Uh, we stopped at, uh, you know, saying that uh, Somalia, a tiny African country. So we're gonna continue from after that. So it says, where well, we start from here, it says, um, if they fail to bring the required amount, their women were taken away as hostages in harems of colonial government employees. If this method fails, troops were sent to villages to spread terror, which is slave raid and terror. If necessary, by killing some of the men, they were ordered to bring one right hand amputated from an African victim. As for every cartridge used, so that was the Belgium, King Leopold's uh, demonic reign. So he continued. the result of these atrocities, according to Sir H. H. Johnston, was reduction of the African population in the Congo from 20 million to 9 million in 15 years. Can you imagine? The wars also occurred in Namibia in 1904. Namibia was then a German colony. The Herero people resisted German colonizing. Colonialism. A well-armed army under General Lufthard von Trotter, defeated the Hereros at the Battle of Waterberg. The German colonizers, aggressors, drove these Africans from their land to the desert where there is no water. 72% of the Herero population died in dehydration in that desert. In South Africa, the kosher people were exterminated by the colonialists after being hunted like animals and dispossessed of their land. So even, you know, Namibia is a... you know the germans did a lot of damage there even till today but a lot of people don't think that the germans were colonialists they think that the germans are just known for you know the whole world war Two and whatever but none of these guys are also colonialists, colonialist barbarians honored by their imperialistic countries colonized africans were treated not only as subhumans they were denied basic rights such as education the right to land, which is still a big problem in some areas like in South Africa, right to land for decent housing, farming, mining, fishing. Colonial functionaries were honoured for barbaric actions and atrocities. The British government honoured its colonial officials, such as Sir Andreas Stockenstrom. He had said earlier. The question of robbing natives of their land is not whether it is right or wrong to plunder their land, massacres of massacres, and exterminate the Hottentops, the Caliphs. The, is, the simple question is, will it pay? But if the Bible and the missionary stand in the way of this one, thousands per cent profit is ensured they cannot promote the great work of converting the nation of shopkeepers into a nation of millionaires. Gunpowder would produce a more efficient gospel for the purpose of system of civilization. When introducing inferior education for African mental enslavement in South Africa, Hendrik F. work I can't pronounce Dutch names, they're just bullshit, that act and play me, act implementer of the apartheid colonialism said this is no place for him the african in the european comes above the level of certain forms of labor until now he the african has been subjected to a school system which drew him away from his community and misled him by showing him the green pastures of the european society where he is not allowed to gaze comrades slavery and colonialism enriched europe and reduced africa to abject poverty the riches of africa have raw materials fuel the economies of imperialistic countries so people should not think that europe is wealthy because it is europe europe is wealthy because of the riches of motherland africa or motherland of cable on so europe is nothing even till today or should I say majority of the world is nothing, even to live not for you know the exploitation of Africa by colonial demons, whether it was human cap whether it was human capital or raw materials. Our possession of the Western Indies gave us the strength and support, but especially especially the capital the wealth. At a time when no other European nation possessed such reserve, which enabled us to come through the great struggles of the napoleonic wars oh yeah the keen competition of the commerce in the 18th and 19th century enabled us not only to acquire this appetite of possessions which we have but also to lay the foundations of that commercial and financial leadership which when the world was young enabled us to make our great position in the world it was against this background of genocide in the name of European civilization unquote, that Africans in the diaspora who had been shipped from African enslaved in the West Indies and in the Americas realized that the solution to African people both at home and abroad was Pan-Africanism. Pan-Africanism is a, is a political philosophy that was conceived in the womb of, African, womb of Africa. Pan-Africanism was formally organized in the 1900s by Sylvester Henry Williams. It is relevant to the people, to the African people, as a solution to the problems. Indisputable, its effectiveness and proneness was demonstrated at the Fifth Pan African Congress in Manchester in 1945. It is Pan Africanism that one present political freedom for Africa reversed the African strategy and the humiliation that was orchestrated at the Berlin Conference. It is Pan-Africanism that brought about the organization of the African unity, the African Union, and the Pan-African Parliament and the African Liberation Day that the African people throughout the world are commemorating each year. It is African's Pan-Africanist spirit that led to assisting African liberation movements of South Africa against colonialism the challenge of african liberation day program directors comrades and sisters so this was like something that was read to people a very long note so let's see the challenge of african liberation day in 2012 is for this generation and we still celebrate it till today to reflect on their commitment to the vision of Pan-Africanist pioneers that work so hard to bring Africa to where they are today. Amongst these pioneers of Pan-Africanism, allow me to mention and honor a few in the diaspora, such as Henry Sylvester Williams, Marcus Garvey, W.E.D. Du Bois, George Pardmore, C. L. R. James, Franz Fanon, Joseph Maconan, Malcolm X, John Henry Clark, or should I call him Professor John Henry Clark, Edwin Wilmot Blyden, Benito Slaviana, and Martin Delaney. In fact, Marcus Garvey was the first organized African school to the principle of black consciousness and pan-Africanism. The pioneers of liberation in Africa, such as Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, Julius Nyerere, Ahmed Ben-Bella, Abe Onassa, Modibo Keita, Ahmed Sekou, to fought the first stage of African liberation with distinction. That is political freedom. But they are now reminded, reminding this generation that there is much to be done. True sons and daughters of Africa must tighten their belts for a more fierce war. That is a war against neocolonialism, the last stage of imperialism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Neocolonialism is the last stage of imperialism. The battle cry is now for the economic liberation of Africa and her technological advancement. African economy potential capacity and her riches. Africa is 11.3 million square miles. Africa is almost four times the size of the United States of America in land size and all kinds of riches especially in raw materials such as platinum let's see here such as platinum cobalt uranium tantalum gold diamonds and oil this is hardly an agricultural product that cannot be grown in africa there's hardly an agricultural product that cannot be grown in Africa. Oh, yeah, hardly. Af- Africa's arable land for food security is reported to be the largest in the world, 60%. But Africa's region, including her human rights, has been brutally looted by imperialist countries for centuries and still are under, even under supposed liberated Africa. Oh, yeah. Africa has been sustaining imperialistic countries for centuries. And you see, these people in their mainstream media always say, oh, Africa is poor. Europe is rich, which we know is a stupid lie. Europe knows that without us, they're nothing. Most of the world, the continents around know that without Africa, they're nothing. That's what many people don't know. There's a lot of miseducation. Not just about our people but also of other races too, about the continent of Africa. A glaring example of the riches of Africa is the Democratic Republic of Congo, the country of Patrice Lumumba. Economic expert has pronounced that when developed Congo alone can feed and provide electricity for the whole Africa. During the Second World War the Nazi forts the Nazi forces of Hitler overran Belgium. The Belgians Established their government in exile in london how did belgium manage financially well congo was their colony let this come from the horse's mouth oh yeah belgium will never be anything without congo gooding was the colonial secretary for belgium government in exile he boasted during the war the congo was able to finance expenditure of the belgian government in exile in london you see so um, the congo was used as a bailout for for belgium in london including the demopla- the diplomatic services or service as well as the cost of armed forces in europe and america the belgian gold reserve should be left intact to this minute africa's riches are following the economies of the imperialist countries oh yeah even till today africans remain the poorest people in the world amidst miss their own riches in their own African continent. As late President Kwame Nkrumah put it, if Africans' resources were used in her own development, they would place Africa among the most modernized continents of the world. But Africa's wealth is used for development of overseas interests. And the late Kwame Nkrumah wasn't wrong about that. He wasn't. Mangaliso Robert Subukwe, the Pan African giant, Pan Africanist giant who was banned this side of eternity, as John B. Volster puts it, declared, in quote, the potential wealth of Africa in mineral, oil, hydroelectric power, and so on is immense. Subukwe envisioned that by the end of the 20th century, the standard of living of African masses will undoubtedly have risen dramatically, though this has not happened. But definitely, it will happen, and it's already happening. Perhaps our venerated Matthias Steve Biko was being prophetic of the African condition when he said, at the end of it all, the blacks have nothing to lean on, nothing to cheer them up at the present moment, and they they are much to be afraid of the future. The negotiations with colonials deliver liberation. It doesn't, so it won't. Whenever an African country is about to be liberated, the imperialists have always divided liberation movement into radical, extremist, and militant and so-called moderates. The colonialists have often called these so-called moderates to the negotiation table, in quote. Offer them the flag and parliament. Things we never knew the fundamental objective of our liberation struggle. Least we forget from the day one of the arrival of the colonial invaders. We can't call them colonial masters. We call them colonial invaders in our country. The primary objective of our struggle was repossession of our land and its riches taken from Africa. From Africans at gunpoint. Anyone who has doubted this historic fact must consult King, Shehu Kene, Makadu, Hinsta, Kreshawau, Moshushu, Makana, Bambata, even Midikazi. Oops, Midikazi for that matter. Land is what our people have died for, for over 300 years of existence, in our case in Azania. A Kenyan political activist and former presidential candidate, Kugi Maweri captured this truism accurately in April 2000 when he proclaimed, today, Europeans own almost all the land in America, almost all the good land in Australia, New Zealand, and Tasmania and most of the best land in africa countries like south africa zimbabwe namibia and kenya to acquire this land outside europe europeans did not use law comma justice or money they took the land and the riches with a gun europeans continue to own millions and millions of hectares of the best land in africa whatever robert mugabe past mistake we must agree that on this one question of finally redistributing the land to the african people he is 100 percent right regime change is a new name coined by imperialists to continue with colonialism in new form the political situation in post-independent africa demonstrates that any true leaders who the imperialists perceive as a threat to their economic interests are targeted through aggressive campaigns such as regime change. Oh yeah, they did that in Libya. Some of the leaders were Kwame Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, Chief Moshouda Biola, and recently, Mahmoud Gaddafi. So even MK was killed by the colonizers, using the enemies within so far imperialists have found president robert mugabe as a hard nut to crack two british prime ministers tony blair and gordon brown and the president george bush of america has become despicable casualties in battlefield of regime change in zimbabwe against president robert mugabe the imperialist european leaders have gone down the political drain on the shores of africa President Nicolas Sarkozy of France, who enthusiastically called a new Libya in the imperialistic war of the regime seems headed for political dustbin of history. Mugabe is still standing. This article was written when Mugabe was still alive. He's still in command. African leaders need more Africa need more African leaders like President Mugabe. Otherwise, Africa's authentic liberation will never arrive. On the American Bill Clinton's government chief Moshud Abiola, a democratically elected presidential candidate, was prevented from taking power in Nigeria. Oh yeah. Abiola was a staunch defender of the African economic liberation. In nineteen ninety three he was convened he convened the first Pan African conference on reparations. In his speech, interlear he said Our demand for reparations is based on the tripod of moral, historical and legal argument. Who knows what part Africa's social development would have taken in great centers of African civilization. Had not been destroyed in search of human cargo by Europeans, who knows how our economy would have developed? Chief Abella added, it is international law which compels Nigeria to pay its debt to Western banks. It is international law that must now demand Western nations to pay us what they have owed us for nearly six centuries. That was why the man was killed. Two main things to do to advance African authentic liberation. There are two main things that Africans must, be, must do to advance African authentic liberation. African rulers must exercise sovereignty over African lands, riches, and use them for the benefit of their people. This is true national independence from colonialism and imperialism. Secondly, education is the key to the development of Africa. Wise control, of our raw materials, use of heart. Human resources, quality education is the key to creating owning and controlling Africans' wealth and mentally decolonizing her people's captured minds. And that's true. Real education is needed. Africa needs a diverse education that tailors to the economic need of her people. That education must be free for the poor. No African child must be without education, and merely because of his or her condition of poverty, these African children must be taught the true history of Africa. You see, true history, not the colonial history of African invaders that is full of perfidy to protect their colonial interests. All African countries must prioritize the study of science, technology, economics, and finance, and of course, international law. African children must be equipped with the skills and professions that arm their countries with technological capacities to process African raw materials and export them to the outside world as finished goods. An African nation that exports its raw material in process will remain a perpetual pauper. Where there is an urgent need of a desperate lack of high technology To process raw materials rapidly, African countries must exchange raw African raw materials for high technology, not for cash or foreign goods. Countries that enrich themselves from African raw materials are secretive and refuse to transfer technology to Africa. Oh yeah. Knowledge is power. This is probably why Prophet Jose told his people in 735 BC My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge a war africa must wait for her survival and security africa both on the continent and in the diaspora must have the agenda of economic liberation of africa and technological advancement pan-africanism is more relevant to to the african world today than it was formalized over 120 years they go, yes, we might be Jamaicans, Tanzanians, Trinidadians, Kenyans, Zimbabweans, Angola, Nigerians, Ghanaians, Basotho, Zambians, Namibians, South Africans, Azanians, African-Americans, Afro-Brazilians, and etc. But the train that would take all Africans to their destination gets them power to take their destiny into their hands is the Pan-African train. It is not ethnicity, regionalism, sectarian politics or flirtation with the forces of neocolonialism. Oh yeah. And imperialism. Forces that are determined to make their perpetual slaves walk together against us. A divided Africa cannot defeat these plunderers and thieves. That is so, so true. We need to ignite our pan-african nationalism a pan-african nationalism is privilege of all africans whether they may be to love themselves and to give their way of life preference pan-african nationalism views the personhood and humanity of african people and of people of african descent as equal to any of other human beings on this planet Pan-African nationalism rejects with a contempt any philosophy that holds that African people are destined to exist in servitude to other human beings. Pan-African nationalism does not look down on other members of the human race, but it demands justice for the African people. Africa's riches belong to Africans. They are there for the benefit of African people. They are not there to fuel foreign economies and perpetuate economic exploitation and poverty of our people. The commensuration of the liberation of the African Liberation Day is not a ritual. It is time to renew our vows, revisit our strategies, tactics to fight neocolonialism more effectively, with tangible results to control Africa's riches for African people. The ultimate goal for our political struggle was to regain, sorry, lands and economic power and rapid advance African people technologically. The question is that not whether economic liberation for Africa is winnable. The critical question is whether we can afford not to win such a life, death, struggle and therefore, can it be the wretch of the earth in our own country and continent. The economic freedom of Africa is winnable, but it starts with the recognition that the great damage colonialism did was on our minds. We must decolonize our minds. Only mentally liberated black people with a vision for our, our own country and our own continent can win Africa's authentic liberation for themselves and their children. So, this is the end of this podcast. Part two was, you know, marking the end of it. And uh, it was written by Dr. Mosoko Feku, who is an author of several books, such as The Hidden Side of South African Politics and How the Freedom Charter Betrayed the the Dispossessed. He's a former member of the South African parliament, as well as a former representative of victims of the apartheid at the United Nations in New York, as well as the UN commission on human rights in Geneva. Okay. Very, very needed article. And in the article, a lot of people were commenting. The information is very positive the reasons why some certain people that won elections even in my country were killed you know and how the media made this person that was killed in my country be as if it's a bad guy but because the person was standing for something much greater than uh, just Nigeria as a country but seeing the liberation of our people and not just, it's, not, it's going beyond the continent, going beyond, you know, it's hitting even to the diaspora of reparations that need to be paid or things that we need that have been taken for us for more than six centuries. Very, very nice... You know, this is what I call, because this was written in 2012, and even 2020, it still makes sense, because at Luta Contona, Victoria, which means, the struggle continues till victory is set Africa is the motherland continent of the world. Is a continent that produces over 90% or more of the riches and natural resources that sustain other continents of the world, especially Europe. Europe is nothing without the continent. The imperialistic Europe is nothing without Africa. So when they always put it in their BBC, Or in their CNN. Or in their Al Jazeera. Or in their French news or whatever. Or in their Fox News. I don't call it Fox News. I call it Fox News. Or in their MSNBC. Or any kind of Jewish useless media. Oh yeah. Jewish media. Okay. Nick Cannon was shut down because he said the truth about this demonic race of people and his you know one of his contracts with them was taken away from him for me I have no contract with them so I can speak whatever I want the only thing that they can do to me is the fact that they can ban me one week or two weeks on their YouTube YouTube platform because I always say the truth Funny enough is that there are other other forms of putting this message out there. So I have my website, my blog, I can put it on TikTok. And I also could do a podcast with Anco FM. Okay, so you can drag a horse to the stream. That's what my mom would say. But you can't force that horse to drink. <laughs> okay so you know youtube you can block me so many times you want but i will still put the information out there no matter what i don't owe youtube anything that's the highest they can do block me for one week so i can upload because they know that once i go on the live and once i start talking I start to put the things in the minds of even the younger ones that may be listening to me somewhere around the globe to put that word into action. That's just the thing. Nick Cannon lost his show. He was forced to apologize. But what he said was the truth. I say the truth and i get banned on youtube for one week because i say the truth or my videos are taken down or whatever but not to worry youtube i might not need you for long because the other forms of media to put out the information People need to start going back to creating their own websites and putting all the information and blogs there. Let's go back to uh, we used to do it before YouTube came. Let's go back to the radio podcasting. There's Anchor FM here. So we can tell our audiences that we have in maybe on YouTube, YouTube to check out our other forms of uh media. Some of us can even have a radio station and speak our mind. And so that we can spark, as Park said it, the legendary to Park said it. You know, we can spark the brains with our words that will change the world. We can't just really be talkers. we also has to be doers too. We need to do. big shout out to those that listen to this podcast when it goes you know once i put it on playback big shout out to those that i'm subscribing to my various forms of media by next week i'll be free from youtube to tell the truth as usual i know that youtube is going to take down my channel i don't know when but uh, we have other forms of media that we can also record and upload to other places. Blackjunction.com is there. Blackjunction.tv is there. Having your blog and your website, because we do. Even even our our own website, some have sold out. So once you put anything that would try to fight the status quo, they will blow back at you. So once again, thank you for those you know now listen to this podcast. This is the part two of the effects of colonialism in Africa, which is no different to slavery, how it has affected our people in the West Indies and in the Americas and in Europe and in other places in the world. So thank you once again. Uh Tomorrow, maybe I'll be talking about the crazy Boris Johnson speech about colonization and we're going to talk about that too. we we'll gonna see what that crazy British Prime Minister that looks like some scruffled disease is talking about. So once again, this is the Buddhist Brutality worldwide Channel on the Anko FM podcast. I'm the officer of the damn law and good night.